Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the fantastic film RRR with the wonderful Ram Charan. And I, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the amount of time that you spent in developing this character and, and spending with it, because the shooting process itself, including pausing for the pandemic, was around over the course of about three and a half to four years. And that's not even including the time that you were working with the script beforehand. And, you know, especially because SS has written this really beautiful script with this very extensive backstory for your character. I was interested in what the key components were for you to start figuring out and layering this character as, as an emotional aspect of your performance during that time. I mean, uh, uh, to start with, uh, yes, these are uh, these these two characters, which uh, Julian here and myself have played, is coming from our history, the books we read in school, and uh, hearing from our parents and everybody. But uh, the good part is uh, we had just have taken a sense of these two characters from the history and what they have gone through. But we are not playing. We have uh, this is not part of the books or the the pages that we've heard and read about these two characters. It's just the essence, the, the, the character arc and the story is completely fictional around these two characters because in, in, in our uh, study about these two characters, we have never heard that where these two characters have met in the history. They were never recorded. So the director had a very crazy imagination of bringing these two legendary freedom fighters what if they had met? What could have happened and what can happen? Nobody knows. So this is a completely fictional uh, story about these two live legendary characters we had in our history of independence. So I thought that was the most interesting part. Nobody has taken real life these uh, characters and placed them in a fictional story which he has written. And for me, Yes, there is an essence, there's a respect when you play such legendary characters, there's a lot of responsibility. At the same time, if you take that aside, you are just part of a fictional story this maverick director has written. So yes, it was a good responsibility, but not such a burden because you're playing something completely new. I also love that in the dynamic between these two characters, there's so many moments that almost are like a romantic love story between the two of them, but it's really the friendship between these two men and, you know, they grow so close throughout the course of the movie and there's even little mannerisms like when you're, you're doing his hair for him before he's about to go see the woman that he has fallen for. Um, and so how do the two of you work to really find, you know, just those beats of intimacy and the, the, the movements with each other that really represented that closeness that develops in this friendship between them. I like the way you said there's a lot of romance. I, I think you said bromance, right? No. Romance, but also bromance. Oh, Both of those things. I, I, no, no, no. Oh, no, it was bromance. There was no romance between us. Absolutely. Uh, there was a lot of brotherhood. There was a lot of romance. And uh, it was... Uh, it was so uh, natural to uh, for both of us to play this because uh, in real life we are two uh, people who are very good uh, friends. We had a kind of bonding before this, and uh, as part of our career, if I have to talk about him, uh, we both are very competitive. We are coming from uh, very old uh, families who have been 
into this film industry, who've been into this uh, uh, journey of films for 45 odd years, and his grandfather and my father. But we were, I don't like to say this, but we were known as the rival families. And uh, we were so bored of hearing this rivalry and everything. But when our generation, that's the third generation, we became friends and we started interacting with each other. We were partying, we were enjoying each other's success even before RRR started. And that, I think, was one of the plus points for this film because all the bromance came so naturally for us. And then we were doing the scenes of misunderstanding, the deceiving part of one character uh, against the other. We literally felt that same bond on the sets. And uh, it, it came very natural for both of us. I, that, that's what I would like to come to it all. And, you know, there's there's so many scenes that are just the two of you. And then there's so many scenes where you have hundreds, if not thousands of extras and very extensive stunt work. And even if we look at that first scene where we meet your character and he's battling so many people, you know, that wasn't a two or three day shoot that was over the course of several days, but also having a lot of rehearsal, um, you know, and, and as you as you go into rehearsing a scene like that, what what were the most important things for you to focus on in terms of of the stunt work, but also thinking about your character for those moments. I mean, the best part was that particular episode, uh, my introduction scene was shot over 30 or days. And more than what I need to focus on, I was more uh, 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 interested on how well the, uh, what everybody should be interested in is how well the whole team and uh, we were shooting at a given day, uh, we were shooting with 5,000 people and another day we were shooting with 10,000 people. But you won't believe it, there was not a single scratch on me after we finished the shoot. I was really scared seeing the, the pre-whiz of the whole shoot. It's like, how are we going to shoot this? It was hot. It was in the May or April and May, it was peak summer. The dust was so dry. I don't know, and I have a dust allergy since, I don't know, 15 years. And I was really scared. I don't know how to tell my director. I don't want to be a spoiler in the shoot thing. I cannot, I don't like to use the word cannot. So I just jumped into the shoot. They have rehearsed before I stepped into the shoot for 45 odd days. The stunt men around me was so brilliant. Mr. Salman, who, have choreographed, who has choreographed the whole episode. And I remember every scene, every shot, after every shot, the dust used to fly so high that they would not know where I was. So there was one person, the assistant director, in the same uh, dress and as the background artist with a white flag. With the f And then after the director says, cut, he used to wave the white flag to say the actor is here. Somebody come and pick him up. So there was so much dust, so much chaos. But end of the day, the impact of that was so huge and so brilliant. I have never seen something like that in any movie across the globe. And the director has multiple times mentioned he has never experienced this. I used to ask him, what is this taking so long? And being such a big director who has accomplished so much, he was such a child at his heart in his making and the way he approaches is like, Ram, I'm so sorry. I'm so humble. He's like, I'm also figuring out how to do a episode like this. So have some patience. Bear with me. 
let's be a team and work this out together. I thought that was so brilliant that she was literally so open about how to explore this episode, how to shoot this episode. In back in those days, like then her, you wanted 10,000 people. They were actually 10,000 people because there was no CGI. And I was like, let's just shoot with 1,000 people and just extend the mob. But he was literally shooting like how the Ben Hoover shot. It was 10,000, he had 10,000. So I would really thank and appreciate everybody who have put their efforts just so that the scene I was doing looked so brilliant. So all credit goes to the choreographers, the casting directors, and the director's team. And yeah, my job was so easy because they had done so much of good rehearsals. That's amazing. And and as a director as well, you know, he also, it sounds like, wouldn't ask you to do something that he wouldn't try himself. So the the scene where the two of you meet for the first time and you swing on the bridge, he had already been in the harness and 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 done those moves. And so what is the level of trust that you have with a director who is asking so much of you, but who you know is also willing to jump in and do everything themselves? I, I've worked with him on my second film in 2009 and uh, we have done a period drama set in 16th century. And he did the same. I remember there was a small mishap that happened on the sets where the choreographer, the, the composer himself, the stunt guy himself fell down and then he had broken his ribs and everything and he was off. And after three months of his recovery, I was supposed to do the same thing. And I know my director is going to be like, the actor is going to be spectacular, he's going to be scared, but it was so nice of him that he had tried all the harnesses, all the stunts by himself before I got onto the set. And that's the kind of confidence I have in him as a director. I don't have that kind of confidence in any director because I know my director comes, if he gives me a call time at nine o'clock, he is there at seven o'clock doing the same stunt two or three times just to check. I can give that confidence to my actors. And that's the kind of uh, captain on the sets we need. And he is the one of those guys who I have met as a person, as a director, that he takes the challenges first and then he asks us, Will you, are you agreeing to do this? I love that. And and he does such a great job in directing, you know, like you said, these huge scenes with thousands of extras. And every time we're watching those scenes, it really comes down to the the friendship, the relationship on screen, the emotions of the characters. And, you know, I think that's also a testament to your performance that we see the the subtlety, the nuances. Um, do you like to have a lot of awareness of where the camera's moving when it's a little bit closer, giving a slightly different performance? Because there's little details that you can kind of give a little bit more in a close up that the audience get to see, especially for a character who is hiding so much of who he is from people around him? I mean, uh, it's a great question, Mara, you asked. Uh, it's a very unique question. I've never come across this question in a couple of years I've been an actor. Because uh, over the time as an actor for 14 or 15 years now, I have always heard uh, directors or some of them have two different versions of this. Because they always say, Drama, can you give a face into this? Because it's because I always focus on my character when I hear a character where it drives me and how I have to perform. But 
end of the day, uh, some of the directors ask us, can you give a slight tilt here, slight tilt there, because the cameras are here. But there's the, the, the other flip side is that our directors is like, do what you want. We are in, responsible to capture what you are feeling and what you think is right for the scenes. You don't worry about what's happening. You just worry about your character, your, your emotion. Raj Modi is like that. Just do your job. Don't worry about the camera. Don't worry about facing the light. Don't worry about anything. And that is what I think is real uh, cinema. That is how, uh, how cinema should be made. The actor should be involved and just do his part and come on the mark maximum for the focus. But they have to just capture that essence. They have to capture the emotion in that moment. And I don't think the actor, when they say action, should be worrying about anything else about just emoting his emotion. And that's an experience which I had. And and speaking of the emotion, you know, I've heard you say that one of the challenges of this character was, you know, finding the the small choices for the fact that he is concealing himself from everyone around. And, and even in this very close friendship, he can't tell him who he really is and why he's really doing the things that he is. And that one of the hardest scenes was the scene where he's having to physically hurt his friend in front of oh, yeah, an audience. And it's yeah. such a it's such a beautiful and heartbreaking scene. And so how did you go into a scene like that, knowing that that from an emotional perspective was going to be one of the hardest scenes of the film for you? Thanks, Mara, for asking that, because that was the episode where uh, after lots of uh, understanding about the whole script and everything, uh, Mr. Raj Moling and me, on that episode where I'm flogging him and uh, I should not show any remorse or empathy or sympathy towards the character. But yes, I am feeling it inside. But he literally told me, no, I don't want because uh, Scott or the general, everybody's looking at you. So I don't want to see a single expression. Just do your duty as the cop and the, and the soldier. But I felt... Uh, I had a lot of discussion with him. I said, no, I, I think there can be a certain emotion there and it can be subtle. I will try, but he was not convinced because he was between the other big things. And he said, he said, I said, please, you know, one of those actors where they asked the directors, please give me you know, uh, a chance. I will do something different. Maybe if you're impressed, you can say, okay, if not, chuck it in the edit. And he said, Ram, I'm giving you one more chance. Just do it. And then I had, challenge myself to impress my director. I did it and he was so impressed and it was so subtle, like you said, it was so subtle and it could not roll down, but it had to be fell. The ice was supposed to be wet, but cannot. But my director was so, so good in, you know, accepting some uh, suggestions from the actors there on the sets and was so inviting for opinions and suggestions. It wouldn't have happened if he was uh, hell-bent on what he wanted. And that's why, like you said, today you asked me, it was subtle, it was not too loud, but the message was conveyed. It is, yeah, it is a teamwork, which we all did on the sets, because I am feeling for a friend who is going to misunderstand me, but I want the audience to know that I am in pain, but every flick I do on the back of cutting him. So thank you, glad, glad you guys noticed it. Yeah, I, lo I love that scene. And and in speaking about teamwork as well, 
for for Natu Natu, you know, you've done so much choreography and so many musical numbers in other projects, but the the specific element of that performance is that the two of you have to be completely in sync. Every single move has to be the same in your choreography. And so what was the difference in rehearsing and preparing for a scene like that where you can't be looking at one another as you're performing, but you have to always be moving in motion with one another as scene partners? Like, I think that's such a fascinating exercise as scene partners. For years, uh, we both are known as good dancers. He has his unique style. I have my unique style. And uh, it is so difficult. Uh, we have done more difficult steps in our careers, more than not or not to. But this was difficult because it was supposed to be synchronized for the director and the need for the script at that point. Because though we were two souls or two bodies dancing, it had to look like one person if you put it put them together. It was difficult, and he was very anal about cracking that, and we would go. We would do uh, 17 takes, 18 takes, the step everybody's copying today. We would have done it about 18, 20 times. And uh, I understand why. At that point, I think we were just worried about how much we're swearing, how much uh, our knees were wobbling doing that. And we lost about three or four kilos after that. And we used to shoot from eight in the morning, eight in the night, because sun never used to set in Ukraine early. <laughs> And then we used to go back and rehearse till 10.30 in the night, sleep and wake up at 7. So we did that for 12 to 15 odd days. But today I understand the vision of the director, why he wanted what he wanted. And we are in the West sitting with all of you talking about all of this. I would never imagine that the day when we were doing it. But today I understand why the director is such a maverick uh, director and his thoughts and he knew he, he knew the importance of the synchronization but it was difficult I mean similarly with with the stunt work that you're doing throughout the film as well was there a difference in the synchronicity that you wanted when the two of them are teamed up together and they're both you know against other people versus the way that they fight as individuals or the way that they fight when it's the two of them hand to hand against each other because you really see them being in sync in in the stunt work as well you're talking about the shoulder fight when I'm on yeah 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 so basically the, the, the thought uh, was uh, the the two friends who were separated and who were very uh, uh, dear and near to in, in that part of the time and now they're split and they have to come back together. Now the director's vision was how do I bring them back together and make it look like one person again, like not to not. So he created this on shoulder. It's just like a one giant guy with Four hands, two legs, fighting. So it should not be like two two guys doing different there and Brown's doing something here. He has this weird, you know, interesting thought of I want to have like the person, these two people look like a giant with so many fingers and the force of two people coming together in one frame. I was a little spectacle saying, how's it going to look? Me sitting on somebody's shoulders and doing it, but he said, Ram, trust me, I'll make it convincing. I will not make anybody laugh at this. And he was so, so uh, uh, convinced about this whole thing. And we just jumped into the whole episode. 
with a little bit of apprehension, but once we start shooting, we knew where he was uh, coming from. That's great, you know, and yeah. and one of the other things I wanted to ask you about was also just the the experience of of dubbing the film yourselves because you and NTR did all of the audio dubbing for different languages, four languages, yes. yeah, which which is really fantastic, and it's it's so interesting as an actor because you've already given the performance, but then you're going back in and you're giving an audio performance of of the same role, and so I was yeah. just interested in the experience of going back in and and dubbing your own performance in multiple languages. And what that was like. I mean, uh, I know back in Hollywood, we do live sync, the sync song in every film, and very few times you have to go back and be dubbed. And uh, sorry, but in India, most of the films I've done is mostly dubbing, and the sync sound is very difficult because of the whole uh, atmospheres and the eventful films we do. It's, we still don't rely so much on CG where you're doing in a very controlled atmosphere in the studio. We actually do it in, in, in the crowd. We control all of them. To, uh, you know, it's a little difficult. But apart from just doing in the principal language that we are shooting a film, we had to dub in other four languages, which one or two languages I'm aware of and I'm very good at. The other two languages, no idea I had about a word, a syllable in that language. And I requested Mr. Rajmundi saying, this is going to take a long time because I don't want to, when, because the reason we dub and we have other people dubbing for us sometimes is, you know, we, that language, we have, we have respect for the language and we don't want to say anything wrong and it should not be uh, diverted from our performances when we say something wrong. People are going, yeah, you didn't say that word right. So it just diverts it. But, he took so much time, the director insisted that we penetrate to every city, every state who had different languages ourselves. And he knew the impact of having our own voice and our own uh, uh, involvement in every language. So we had a lot of rehearsals. We went into the language. We had the experts sitting with us right next to me. It was a mammoth, strenuous process, but the impact in every city in India, which means with our own language. People started owning the film more than us. The film was owned, the emotion was owned, and the byproduct was they owned us. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk about the film. It's such a fantastic film. There's so, such a reason that audiences are connected to it, and it's so much to do with uh, your incredible performance. So thank you so much, and it was wonderful to hear thank all you, of this. Man.